Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A huge welcome to this, the latest edition of the BIH show from British Ice Hockey and the only ice hockey podcast that gives you an alternate view of life in the sport in this country. I'm Craig Anderson and we've been beavering away in the background to bring you up to date with the latest in the sport we all love, among other fun things as well. Our big interview this week is with the Dundee Stars general manager and head coach Omar Pasha who talks us through why he's signing players and planning for next season despite not knowing when it's likely to be. Oh, and he gives me a hard time as well. We ask Coventry Blazers Ross Venus to cast his mind back and come up with a dream first line of players he's played with or against. And this week there are not one but two Puckmasters. And testing their ice hockey knowledge this week is Cardiff Devils forward Sam Duggan and Sheffield Steelers fan Scott Ancliffe. And we'll also reveal the winner of a competition we cited from last week courtesy of our friends at Blindside Trading Cards. Don't go anywhere, keep listening as we start with part one of our news roundup. So let's go around the rinks. You're listening to the BIH Show. B-I-H. From BritishIceHockey.co.uk. This is BIH News. First up this week is the announcement from defenceman Scott Arson that he's retiring from the sport. The 32-year-old has played in the Elite League in the last seven seasons, featuring for Brayhead Clan, Sheffield Steelers, and more recently the Five Flyers. In all, he made over 400 appearances in all competitions and played in Europe for the Clan in 2015-16 in the CHL and for the Steelers in 2017-18 in the Continental Cup, and it was with Steelers where he was a playoff runner-up. In a statement posted on social media, he said, It's been a great run, but it's time for me to officially hang them up. Although my playing days are done, hockey will always be a part of my life. I'm not sure where this next chapter will take me, but I'm excited to find out. We told you last week that Cardiff Devils had drawn Swedish side Faristad in this season's Champions Hockey League, but it was announced when the ties would actually take place at the end of the week there. Devils are hosting first playing the SHL side on Tuesday, the 6th of October, with a 7.30 face-off before they head to Sweden a week later, that's the 13th of October, facing off at 6pm local time, that's 5 o'clock in the UK. 
Signing news now, and as ever, we begin in the Elite League with two new re-signings. Staying with the Devils, Mark Richardson is back for what will be a 14th season with the club. The highly experienced D-man picked up 21 points in 65 games last year and is inching towards the 900-game mark in the Elite League. The 33-year-old has also played at Nottingham Panthers, Basingstoke Bison and for Arlan Kokshitau in Kazakhstan and has won two league's playoffs and Challenge Cups for the Devils. Another player staying at their club is promising youngster Josh Waller, who has pledged himself to a third season with the Guildford Flames. The 21-year-old forward picked up four goals and nine points in 56 games last season and is the fourth name on the Flames roster for next season. They soon added a fifth just before we recorded as Paul Dixon's side also announced defenseman Stevie Lee would be returning to fulfil the second year of his two-year deal. Into the NIHL National League and Connor Pollard has re-signed for the Peterborough Phantoms. He'll be joined on the roster by new signing Duncan Spears who goes to the club from Dundee Stars in the Elite League where he played last season. For Raiders, a re-signing for them, JJ Pitchley is back at the club and Holden Barnes-Garner, the forward, is going back to Milton Keynes Lightning. This is the B.I.H. Show. B.I.H. Puckmaster. Time for another edition of Puckmaster, and one of our listeners has actually put himself up for the challenge this time. I'm delighted to say I'm speaking with Scott Ancliffe now. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Where are you from, first of all? <laughs> I'm from not-so-sunny Sheffield at the minute, so uh, but it's a pleasure being on the show, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You do a fair, a fair bit of Periscope, and some people will have, have watched your stuff before, so do uh, you fancy your chances on this one, then? Um, I like to think so. Um, I've heard, obviously, the recent ones, and some of the guys have done really well. I was surprised Finucci did as well as he did. And um, so I'm thinking, right, you know, I'm happy to give it a go and, and see what happens. And, well, we'll see. I might be uh, regretting that decision in about five <laughs> minutes' time or so. Now, I know your team's at the Sheffield Steelers, of course. What, what do you do by way of a, a job at the moment? Uh, I'm a primary school teacher, so at the minute it's um, a little bit tricky during lockdown, so we've been doing a lot of online learning support with the children, uh, we've been doing Microsoft Sways, uh, we've been phoning the children as well to check on how they're doing, um, so it's, it's obviously testing times at the minute, so keeping myself busy at home, um, getting the garden done, which is always good, um, and catching up with some reading and, and things like that, so we've got to make the best of a bad situation, I guess. That kind of puts into perspective, you know, we're seeing that many things about teachers right now in the media, you know, accusations that, you know, you're too lazy to go back to work. Far from it, I certainly know that. I mean, dealing with my local school as well, nothing could be further from the truth. No, absolutely. I think, obviously, media are very crafty and, and they've got, you know, their angle they want to play. But schools um, have never been closed. Um, 95% of them have been open for key work children, um, as has the one I work at. And... Um, so yeah, so it's quite interesting seeing what the media are doing, but I guess uh, yeah, that's the media for you in, in some degree. Right, we'll leave the politics side uh, of that just <laughs> now. Let's get into the quiz. Well, you know the format, Scott, we were discussing that before we started recording. Ten questions, three points for a correct answer. You've got uh, three bonus questions in there as well, which is worth six points each. All in, 39 points in total, and I'm about to put to you your bonus categories. You can choose either hot shots or over the border. Hot shots or over the border? What do you fancy? Um, I'll go for hot shots, please. Hot shots, okay. That's fine. Right, let's get started on Puckmaster. And, good idea, let's start with question one. Which player moved from Dundee Stars to Belfast Giants last December? Oh, uh, Elgin Pierce. Elgin Pierce, good one. Three points to get you going. Okay, question two. Which team did Matt Nickerson not play for during his time in the Elite League? Five Flyers. 
Commentary Blaze, Belfast Giants, or Milton Keynes Lightning? Uh, that would be the commentary boys. There we go, two out of two. Good start for you, Scott. Okay, on to your bonus category. Hot shots, question one. And that one, Darcy Murphy finished top scorer in the Elite League at the end of 2018-19 with the Belfast Giants. Which German side did he move to last year? Ah, that's the one where uh, Russell is. Um, oh, jeez. Um, trying to think of the name. Oh, bloody hell. Um... Oh, <laughs> having a mem- memory blank here. It's the same one. What far? Um, is it Fuchsia? SC? Um, something Fuchsia? Fuchsia. Do you know what? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you three for that one. I'll give you three points. Low sets of Fuchsia. Um, that's, that's the, the one. Quotes that's by the one. Corey Nielsen. So I'll give you three for that one, Scott. You were on the right track there. That's fine. Uh, okay. Question four. <laughs> Which player scored the most points for Nottingham Panthers in their Continental Cup campaign during the last season? There, twenty nineteen twenty. I'm going to guess Sam Hare. Sam Hare. Jake Hansen is the answer. 12 points. He got Hare was just uh, just behind him. So there we go. No points for that one. Okay, the next one. Which year did Paul Thompson leave Coventry Blaze as the head coach? <sighs> um, ooh, rolling it back a little bit now. Right. Um, I'll go for... You like to challenge. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, 2000 and... Uh, 2008. Oh, no. Quite a little further on from there. 2013. It was 2013. 2013. Paul left it. I had a mind mind blank then. (laughs) Mind blank. Not good. Okay. Bonus category now. Hot shots. Your next question in there. 2016-17. Three Brayhead clan players finished in the top four point scoring positions. Matt Becker and Scott Pitt were two of them. Who was the third? I can see I can see the face I can see the face but struggling with the name um, uh, man um, uh, Matt Becker Scott Pitt uh, name's gone sorry and if you're not seeing this Scott's looking up to his ceiling in desperation and the hope the answer comes to him sadly not to be Alex Levitt was who you were looking for uh, Alex Levitt was the, the other. I was praying player. to the hockey gods then. Feeling <laughs> to the hockey gods. Never mind. Question seven. Which team won the President's Trophy for the most regular season wins in the NHL in 2018-19? Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Bruins or Chicago Blackhawks? Ooh, 18-19. Um, that would be uh, Tampa Bay because they went on that really good run, didn't they? Is that your answer? Uh... I think it's a trick question. Is that 19? Um, 19 uh, I'm going to go for the Tampa Bay. You're going to go for it. You were right to three yeah. points. Well done, Tampa Bay. That's the correct answer. Okay, number, number eight, the end of the tunnel is in sight. Which DEL side did Brayhead Clan beat in the Champions Hockey League in 2015? Oh, um, DEL side. Ah, uh, oh, man. Again, I can see it. I can see it. I can see the name. Um, <laughs> oh dear! Oh, this is so frustrating. Um, uh, I'm going to go for uh, Ice Baron Berlin. It wasn't. It was Engelstad. Engelstad. Ah, yeah, the, the RC Engelstad. Yeah, that's them. Okay, your last question in hot shots. I've got a feeling you might get this one. Who was the last Sheffield Steelers player to finish as an elite league season as the top point scorer? Uh, that one was um, 
Brendan Connell. No, hang on. The last season. Yep. Who was the last Sheffield Steelers player to finish an elite league season as the top point scorer? So not necessarily last season. Just to oh, just no, to be clear. Yeah, because that would have been uh, that would have been hair, wouldn't it? Um, uh, last oh, Steelers player to finish in top of the the top point scoring charts. Oh, I'm going to kick myself here. Um, oh man, oh, this is so. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get slated for this. I can uh, if I get this wrong. Um, Ah oh, man, um, he's gone. It's absolutely gone, and I'm going to get slated. You're not even going to try and guess. Throw a name at me. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to pick. I'm just trying to go back each season, sort of working it out, um, sort of um, logically, I guess. And um, I'm drawing a blank, but I'll go for. Oh man, oh, this is uh, this is brutal. Um, ah, oh, jeez. Uh, okay, I can. I can see the face. I can see the face. It's the pressure of being uh, <laughs> being on the spot like this. Jeez, um, oh I'm going to kick myself in a minute. Um, I, still score a, I hope there's not a time limit for this because we'll be on the show all day. Um, <laughs> Come on, just throw an image. Who have you got? It's gone. Um, I'll go for... I know, I know it's not, but I'll go for... Jeez, um, uh, I'll go for Rob Dowd, but I know it's not. It's just gone. Absolutely gone. It was the king. Mathieu Roy. Oh, geez, yeah. 2014-15, 79 points. Yep. Yep. I knew. I knew it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> knew it. And it's the pressure. Pressure. <laughs> it's the pressure. Okay, here's the final question. And you can go about your business. Who's the captain of the Great Britain women's team? We had her on the show a few weeks ago, if you can remember that one. Um, what's yeah, her name? That's, uh, I've had the pleasure of interviewing her myself, and that is Saffron Allen. Bang on. There we go. Three points just to finish off. And your final total, 15. 15 points for you, Scott. There we go. You're in in that kind of middle bracket. That's from from, uh, the guys we've had so far. But that's decent. That's not too bad. Um, As I said, I gave you the benefit of the doubt on that bonus one uh, for Darcy Murphy, which has helped things. But uh, now that you've done it, what do you think? Uh, Disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, I, yeah, just the pressure got to me a few times, drawing blanks with Matthew Waugh, and I, I knew that one as well. And as soon as, as soon as you said it, I knew the season, and um, it was the season, obviously, where we won the league. So, um, no, very frustrated, very annoyed with myself, and uh, I'm going to go and uh, sit on the naughty step for two minutes now. Oh, don't be too hard on yourself. It is just for fun, <laughs> after all. Scott Ancliffe, thank you very much for joining us on Puckmaster. 15 points for him. And if you wish to have a shot of Puckmaster, by all means, get in touch. Send us a, a direct message on our social media channels to register your interest. We'll get you on a future show as well. Or email me, craig.anderson at britishicehockey.co.uk. Thanks again, Scott, and we'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thanks, Craig. Take care. This is the BIH Show. The Big Interview. Normally at this time of the year we're seeing teams start to take shape and players coming in, players re-signing, players joining and it's all a very exciting time of the year. bit different this year in the Elite League because of the coronavirus pandemic. We've seen the number of signings greatly reduced from what it was in recent years. I've got a man on the line now who's going to tell us all about it from his point of view both as a coach and as a GM. It's Dundee Stars' Omar Pasha. Omar, firstly, thank you for joining us on the BIH show but I believe you've got a bone to pick with me. Well, no, not really, Craig. I mean, uh, <laughs> just, uh, um, you know, a, a huge disagreement to where we didn't predict us in the playoffs, which was obviously incorrect uh, on many fronts. So uh, I just wanted to leave it at that. I know you're biased for Glasgow, so I understood <laughs> that one. 
And I kind of understood that you had a great relationship with Finner, so um, I understood everything. And sometimes politics get in the way of decisions, and that that was a perfect example. <laughs> Omar, you of course referring to the how the, the league would have projected piece that I did a while back. I got um, Aaron Murphy, Chris Ellis, and Paul Aidy involved, and yep, as you rightly say, I, I didn't have Dundee going into the playoffs. Was it you had it down as uh, because you were the team in form? Was that one of the reasons? Oh, listen, everybody has their, their judgment. For us, we, we, we believed there was no doubt in our minds. Uh, you know, we had three home games left. Uh, we had the tiebreaker. Uh, you know, obviously everything came down to, um, you know, if you looked at the standings at that point, but I think we had a game in hand as well. So, you know, to be fair, I haven't looked at the standings, uh, I think, since that final day. So, um, no, I, we were confident at that time. The group knew, I mean, um, you know, that, that weekend was a bit hurtful because we lost to Klein in overtime in a game that, you know, I truly think that we would have, you know, bound, we bounced back against Coventry on that Sunday by losing it, unfortunately, with seven seconds left in the game, which, uh, you know, was a critical mistake that I'm sure, uh, you know, knowing if that was the last game, we would have, uh, I'm sure that player or, or the group of players on the ice probably would have made a a wiser choice, but hey, it is what it is. So uh, we moved on, and uh, you know, there's bigger fi- things now moving forward. Uh, especially when the virus hit, it was probably um, you know that that week was a, a very strange week and a week that uh, I hope we never have to relive again. Absolutely, we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. How things have affected the, the club. But going back to my, my league table projection, what I will say in my defence was that Clan had a favourable run in compared to yourselves in, in Manchester Storm. Yeah, you had the better form of the other two, um, but Storm had a good record against Steelers as well, and that's a couple of things that kind of edged it. Um, certainly, in my in my perspective, but certainly nothing right, personal at all. Just, sometimes you just got to admit that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty, Omar. We'll never know. We'll never know, as you've already part. touched upon. <laughs> right let's talk business now of course as you mentioned the pandemic's obviously had a, an effect on yourselves as it has with, with so many others and we spoke to you on the on the British Ice Hockey website you know not long after the lockdown started and you told us about the need to, to plan as if everything was happening as normal and um, we've seen certain clubs not even give out so much as season ticket information yet so how much of a fine line has it been to try and make that decision to plan? Well listen it- it's very obvious uh, the, the decision come down to you know the government and uh, obviously uh, speaking to you know um, people around the league, especially with uh, Steve that does the board meetings. Obviously, the league is is really hoping to to get a league going this season. I mean, the plan is October for us. I mean, you know, I'd rather uh, plan and and be prepared rather than just uh, switch on when this happens. I think. Our, our mindset with all this was be transparent with everything we know uh, as for the players, as for our fans and, and for everybody. And as a club, we, 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 used, we invested this time to kind of learn from ourselves what can we do better. Yes, we had a great increase in, in crowns and sponsorship and things were looking very, very promising in the last few years and, and the momentum was building in Dundee's. But at the same time, it, it gave us an opportunity to kind of stop and look at every area in our business and our and our planning and for myself recruiting to to look at ways that we can all improve um you know there's always clubs and everywhere in the world even as an organization as a business organization you want to always improve and that was a this time has certainly give us a a way of looking at every single area and, and hoping we can come back stronger than ever on and off the ice 
Now, in terms of bringing players back or signing new ones, as you've already done so far, how much has the coronavirus added, a, a, perhaps a little complication, when it comes to convincing them to come to the UK when this all does eventually go away? Well, the thing is, like, uh, what we do is we're, we're obvious. We're, we're recruiting as, as of now the season is planned, uh, you know, on our side of things to go ahead. Now, again, we have to be transparent with our decisions and, and everything Ultimately, you know, for me, I, I rather think positive and I really prefer to be optimistic and, and you know, hope to, for the best, you know. So it's it's basically a day by day. Our recruitment has been to an extent hurt by the fact that, you know, the virus has hurt every single club financially, which I'm sure it has. Uh, has so we've had to adjust certain things without going much in details, but as a club, you know, you always have to look at ways to be ready and be prepared when that happens. And as we said to our fans and as we, you know, we say to everybody, we want to be transparent. Do we know at 100% that everything's going to be rosy in October? I don't think anybody in any league can confirm that. So, but are we hoping and, and, and praying that that happens? Yes. And I, I know for a fact the league is looking at various options as well. So, you know, as I said, rather think positive and, and be transparent and to move move our way rather than kind of waiting for a decision and then just go guns blazing. You know, we're using this time to prepare. And if if it happens, well, we're going to be ready and we're going to be ready to, to come out swinging. In terms of social distancing, that's going to play a big part in how many people you can get in the building. Is that something you've already started looking at, how to how to make the building as safe as possible for fans when that time comes? Well, listen, we, we, that, that, we have a good relationship with the rink. We will cross that bridge when it happens. And if it does happen, again, this, has, this decision will not come from the Dundee Stars. It will come from the league itself. And it will come from the government with any bylaws or rules they want to do. So it's useless to kind of look at uh, a million options. Once we have that option, we have that flexibility with our rink to make things happen and, and hopefully everything will be okay on our side of things. Again, um, you know, it's it's still a few months away. What are we now? June, July, August, September. You know, we still have time to plan for that aspect. But on the other aspects, you know, we expect at one point in the future that fans will be back in our ring. So we expect to entertain them on the business side and we expect on the ice to make sure we have a very competitive team. And on the media side... We want to keep being part of our community, keep improving, keep being ambassadors for the whole city and to, you know, ex- eventually, you know, have the better be- better season than we had last year and to keep pushing for playoffs and even higher expectations. You mentioned the media side of it there. You've been part of the, the little show you guys do on a Friday night. Stephen Swan hosts it and basically just keeps you involved with the fans, keeps them up to date with what's happening. You've announced a couple of new signings on there as well. How much fun do you have making shows like that? Well, it was fun. I think Stars TV, uh, Stephen, Wayne, Old Dog, Dave had this idea of doing this. And, um, you know, we talked about it initially. And uh, I always had it in the back of my mind, too. But they suggested that, to do it live. And, I mean, it, it's great. Uh, we had some great guys coming on the show, great character. We're obviously planning to run with this for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't know if we're going to keep it live as much uh, because some guys that we contacted – they're back to work back home or they have things going on at that time. But I'm sure we will have that on a, a weekly basis. Uh, we have the great job by Stars TV, like I just said, for organizing this, getting it, getting it all set up for it to go live and to get questions. And 
It also allows us to give some news on the the ticker with our 50-50 sales or jer- jersey off the back or our return of sponsors or birthday wishes. You know, as I said, we want to keep getting involved with our club and with our fan base. You were very big on that when you first went to the club. That's coming up on three years now, Omar. How much has the club grown in that time since you since you came into the club? Well, it's grown dramatically, but I think it's it, there's still a lot to be done. I mean, the job that that the owners, from the owners to, you know, Elliot Shaw that was here to Michael Ward, now the new, well, he's been there a year, and, and Stars TV and all our volunteers. I think it's it's really a, a group job. It, there's so many passionate people here in Dundee that, that see the, the true potential and see the growth of the club. So it's fun to, to see that. And, and with our sponsors coming on board and, and newer sponsors and, and the media jumping on board, the more coverage we get and everything. We truly think that we're one of the most you know, growing clubs, franchises, and sport franchises of all of Scotland. And, and the big thing, I mean, I've, I say it a million times, we want to be a big ambassador for the, the city of Dundee. So we feel that it's our responsibility to do that and to get involved with schools, hospitals, charities. So the things are going good, but like I said, it's, it's such a group effort, and, and everybody, we're, we're very, very fortunate to work with so many passionate people, like I said, from all areas of the club. And let's ask about you personally. Normally during the summer, and we spoke before, it's you usually go home to Canada for a bit, you know, get some rest, get some time out away from it all. A bit different for you this year? Yeah, well, it's obviously a bit different now. I, I've kind of settled in Dundee. Uh, I, I bought a house here for expecting a child, so... Uh, so now we're just uh, resolving the, the visa issue, I guess. But uh, if I would have to go home, I, I would hope it would, uh, you know, be, be in better terms than it is now because usually I do go home for a bit back in Canada. But it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely strange times, but I really enjoy my time here. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. But, you know, during the last few months, I, I feel like it's been productive for our, on our side of things from everybody here at the start's trying to improve in, in various areas. So, um, yeah, strange times, but uh, I guess uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. And how much are you looking forward to seeing the Dundee fans back in that arena again? As much as we can, certainly, given the, the, the circumstances. Yeah, listen, I, I think it's our duty as as a club and also as a league to keep pushing our league because it's such a, a fabulous product we have. And, uh, you know... It, I would hate to see the league not play because you can just see the growth and everything. So I, I'm a lot more positive and I'm, I'm transparent. I, I think it's going to happen and I'm I'm more positive than any person because I see, you know, I kind of follow it like everybody and I'm really hopeful. And like I said, our, our main task is not only to play but be that community club that we pride ourselves on. And I hope that uh, that everybody from the league keeps pushing their businesses because – as I said many, many, various times to people like yourself and people across the league, we need this push because we need to keep pushing our product because we have a great product as being the number one indoor sport of, in all of professional sports, you know, in the UK. So it's a great product and hopefully we can keep pushing it. And who knows, if we have a season next year, you might make the playoffs after all. Why are you so pessimistic, Craig? <laughs> We're going to have a season. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Omar, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us in the BIH Show. All right. Thanks, Craig. You're listening to the BIH Show. B-I-H. My dream first line. B-I-H.
Time to challenge the players now during lockdown and we get one player to pick a dream first line. I'm delighted to say joining me on the line from Spain is Coventry Blazeman Ross Venus. Ross, thank you very much for joining us on the BIH show. You were telling us before we recorded that you've been in Spain since the, the lockdown and things getting a bit better now. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend's Spanish. So I came out here um, pretty much soon after the season ended and then um, yeah, it was hard lockdown for a while, but it's starting to ease off now, which is good. And yeah, we'll see about if I'll be able to catch a flight home or not. Good stuff. And you know, being from, being a Coventry man, of course, Coventry have done a lot of great things on social media, shown some old games and great interaction with the fans. Have you been watching some of the old games and reminding yourself of them? Yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying to keep up with them. Um, haven't watched them all like all the way through, but yeah, it's really good what they're doing, engaging the fans, obviously in this tough time and. It's been good to look back and look back at some good memories. Good stuff. Now, we're just going to ask you about your dream first line. One netminder, 2D and three forwards. We're not bothered about wingers and, and, and centres exactly. It's just that three forwards will do. How did you find this uh, this little task I set you? Yeah, I found it quite hard, really. There's obviously a lot of great players that are played with or against. Um, to narrow it down to one line is quite hard, really, but I have gave it my best shot. Good stuff. Well, let's get started in. We'll start with your netminder. Who did you pick? Uh, I had to go with Brian Stewart. I think um, you know how we won the playoffs and how dominant he was that year. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that, to be honest, in the league. So um, had to be Brian Stewart. I remember him that the couple of years he was in Coventry, very impressive sort of netminder, always a guy that could help you win games. Um, you know, what was he like in the locker room? Yeah, he was a fun guy, like um, just a normal guy, really. Especially in terms of goalies, they're usually a bit weird, but he was one of the more normal ones, I guess you could say, that I played with. Um, but yeah, he was just a competitor. Like he would battle every last puck in practice. And, you know, it showed in games how how he could scramble for us and win us games. And of course, we all remember how good Brian was. Maybe a little bit unfair, but you know, you put him up against CJ Mott, who did so well for for Coventry this year. I, I want to say is CJ and among your honourable mentions. What, what, what? How would you? How would? How would you compare them? Yeah, I did think about CJ, but then I think all around net, CJ would probably take it for me but just the fact that looking back at that one season when we won the playoff um, just how good he was and obviously with the trophy at the end of it kind of pushed me to pick him but yeah CJ's an unbelievable goalie good stuff so who have you got for honourable mentions then for the guys that just missed out on the cut Uh, for the goalies I had Brian Stewart Peter Hirsch, CJ Mott and um, Craig Kowalski there we go quite a good uh, quite a good collection of guys there good stuff Okay, let's move on to your D-men now. And who have you got for your first one? Uh, I've got Jonathan. Tell us about him. Um, I think probably the best British D-men to play the game. Um, unbelievable what he could do with the puck. And obviously being in Coventry when I first started there, he taught me a lot. And yeah, I don't think I've, ever, I've seen another player in the league that could run a power play like him. One of the best offensive defensemen to play in the Elite League. And of course, the fact he's still playing as well, still going strong. Um, with Telford as well, does that surprise you? Or is that the kind of guy he was, always fit, you know, always looked after himself, and and that's why he's he's got the career that he has. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit. As you said, he's always looked after himself. He loves the game, and I think you know it'll take take quite a lot to get rid of him. <laughs> so who's your second D man then? Um, I went with Hotham from Cardiff. I'm not sure what his first name is. Andrew. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Why why Andrew Hotham? What was it about him when you played against him? Because you never played with him, of course. Yeah, no, I think he, he just had he just had everything. He was offensive, he was, you know, pretty pretty much impossible to get past. Um he played like with a chip on his shoulder and I think just overall probably one of the, the best defensemen 
I've played against. What was, what was it like to play against on the ice? What kind of, you know, what, what was it like? Was it was there a guy that likes to chirp opposition players, or um, was he quite quiet in that respect? Just kind of did his talking with his actions. Um, I'm not sure if I ever got into any sort of chirp battles with him, but he definitely would let you know he was there. He wouldn't be shy to give you a slash around the ankles, or <laughs> you know, he wasn't shy to drop the gloves either, and he was he could handle himself pretty well. Um, but yeah, he's just an all around, just a sol- solid, solid defenseman. Stuff. So your D-men there, you've picked Jonathan Weaver and Andrew Hotham. Who's who's missed the cut? That would have been a hard one for you, I'm sure. Yeah, I've got for the D-men, Mike Shute. He played for us, I think, the season when I would have been 18. He was, again, like Weaver, like a very offensive defenseman. He was only with us for one year, but I liked him a lot. Um, Mike Egner. Justin Hashay and Drew Schistel, who were with us this last season. Fantastic, good stuff. Um, I couldn't think of any more from around the league, but... No, that's fine. Fine, yeah. That's fine. So let's move on to your, your forward line then. As I say, we're not bothered about wingers and forwards, just three forwards we're looking for. So who's the first one you've yeah. picked? Um, not from the Elite League, but um, played against Zubras for GB against Lithuania, and I, I don't think I've ever played against someone as good as... Okay. Tell us about him. T- tell us your, your recollections of playing alongside, along, well, against him rather. Yeah, we played against Lithuania in Coventry and I think we lost like 8-0 or something. It was embarrassing, but um, he is just... I've never seen someone dominate the game like he did. He's just so big, strong. No one could get the puck off him. You could tell that he played at the level he did for such a long time. Was he a player... Did you keep a track on his career, see how he did and, and went on? Or, or just was that... Oh, well, he was, he was actually probably close to 40 when he played in that game against GB. But he, prior to that, he played, I don't know how many games in the NHL, but consecutive seasons impressive okay so who have you got for your second forward player then I'll uh, put Ryan O'Mara tell us about Ryan um, again going back to the season when we won the playoffs arguably our most important player um, two way sentiment big body score goals make assists power forward as well at the same time I think good in his own end I think overall just one of the better sentiment that I've played with now I don't have the information to hand am I right in saying he played in the playoff team in 2015 yeah he was a part of that team. That's right. Now. And of course, you know, a great teammate, one that was well popular with the fans as well. Yeah, for sure. I think um, everyone loved him. And as I said, he was a real, real big part of that playoff win um, in 2015. And yeah, I think the fans loved him. The boys loved him. And you know, it was a shame he couldn't come back. But yeah, he's, he's definitely up there. OK, so who's your final forward pick then from your dream first line? I went with Matt Bolesky. Go on. Um, yeah, obviously he came over to us in the lockout and, you know, there was a, a few other players from the lockout around the league and he he kind of excelled over them. You could tell that the other guys weren't as interested, but he gave 110% every night and he just had one of the best shots I've ever seen. Obviously a power forward as well. I think he does a bit of everything. I heard a lot of good things about Matt when he was over here in the, the, the relatively short time he was here during that year. He, he sounded like a player who, you know, Irrespective of, of where he came from, the, 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 the uh, high glamour of, of the NHL coming to, to Coventry, he just seemed to just get stuck in and, and enjoyed his hockey for that short spell. Would that be true? Yeah, he just brought into it. And as I say, there was a couple of others um, that scene that came over from NHL. And, you know, playing against them, obviously, I don't know them, but they didn't seem as interested as, as Matt was, which obviously was, you know, quite interesting, really. He was here during the lockout and he, as I said, he gave his all every night and, you know, that's that's good to see. Excellent. So who are the forward players that, that missed the cut then from, from this team of yours? Um, Dan Carlson, um, Shea Guthrie, Greg Lee, Brian Janan, Steve Gertson, Brett Robinson, Yanni Lackanen, 
Um, and then from around, they're the Blaze players. And then from around the league, Joey Martin, David Ling, uh, Robert Dow, Colin Shields, Matthew Warren, Patrick Dwyer. There we go. Quite an array of players there you've you've picked out. Yeah. Just missing the cut. The Dan Carlson one's interesting though, given um, how high how highly he's thought of it in, in Coventry as well. He must have been one you you really must have mulled over quite a lot before you you made your final pick. Yeah, definitely. Um, I only played with him for one season, my first 16, but obviously I watched him a lot growing up, going to watch the Blaze and stuff. So, you know, I kind of wanted to do it, just people that I've played with and, you know, how good they were when I when I played with them. I'm not saying he wasn't good in that his last season in my first season, but, um, but yeah, obviously an amazing player and he was definitely one that I thought about putting in there. Excellent. And, you know, even just looking back at the Coventry players through the years, and I did a bit of that before we, we spoke, I mean, a lot of the names leap out, you know, and I dare say it would have been a hard one to pick. But the team in general over the years, you know, we've seen so many good players come over, hasn't quite hit the high notes with Coventry apart from, from this year, of course. What's it like to, to play among a lot of these guys that, that come here? Big resumes, big reputations, and, and they settle right in alongside you? Yeah, it's obviously good. Um, obviously, you get sometimes you get the opposite side of the coin where some people have big resumes and they don't really fit in. But um, obviously, it's just the same with any team. It, you know, you can have all the resumes in the world, but if the team doesn't gel together, then um, it's not going to work out. So I think you know, as long as the team gels together, um, everyone everyone gets chemistry, and you can go on a run like we did this year. We never had that many big resumes, if you like, but. Um, everyone got on, everyone wanted to play for one another and you know, it really showed. Good stuff. So let's recap your team then, Ross. We had uh, Brian Stewart as your netminder. Your defensive pairing was Jonathan Weaver and Andrew Hotham and your forward line was Danius Zubaris with Ryan O'Mara and Matt Bileski. Ross, thank you so much for taking on the Dream First Line Challenge. Uh, you can rest now after that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This is the BIH Show. Hugmaster it's time to test the ice hockey knowledge of one of our guests, and I'm delighted to say on the other end of this Zoom chat is the man himself, Cardiff Devils forward Sam Duggan. Sam, thank you for joining us. Uh, looking forward to this? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. It should be uh, a <laughs> good, good test of knowledge and uh, hoping I'll, I'll be all right. At it. So thanks for having me. Not a problem. And how's lockdown been for you? We're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, as we were saying just before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've been back home with my parents for since lockdown started, really. So uh, it was a pretty uh, crazy finish to the season, I think, as, as everyone experienced. But uh, I was able to get home. It's been, it's been great to spend some time with mum and dad. I haven't had that time in quite a few years. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been OK. I think uh, you have to find the positives in uh, such crazy times as, as the situation is right now. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, enjoying time at home. So. Now you've been at Cardiff the last couple of years They've started announcing some guys that are coming back uh, Joey Haddad, Joey Martin and Stephen Dixon Were announced at the time of recording We don't know what, what the future holds for you yet Sam But have you got your eye already looking ahead to, to next season And what might come? Absolutely yeah I've, uh, I've been, been able to, to keep my training up at home And uh, been doing bits and bobs here to, to keep on top of everything And uh, yeah very excited for, for next season and just a, a quick question, as I say, without knowing where exactly you're going to be next year, the, the, the CHL draw, Cardiff against Fariestad, what did you make of that? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's, uh, I think any team is, is, wants to play the best teams in Europe. So uh, that, that's, that was great news. It was, um, it's, it's, a great, it's a great thing for the league because I think uh, we can really test ourselves against the best teams in Europe and having drawn Fariestad, who are a top team in Sweden, is obviously a, 
a great thing for for the club and and the, the guys involved. So uh, I'm sure all the boys are really really excited to, for that challenge and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Good stuff. Right, let's get to business at hand. Then you're doing Puckmaster for us. So basically, yep. ten questions, uh, three of which are bonus questions. Three points for a correct answer. Six points if you get a bonus question correct. And you have the choice of one of two categories. Those categories are Euro Adventures or Over the Border. Okay. Which one would you like to choose? Oh. We'll do Euro Adventures. Euro Adventures. I had a funny feeling you might go for that one. <laughs> right, let's get started. Sam Duggan, this is Puckmaster. Let's start with question one. Good place to start. Who ended the 2020-21 Elite League season as the top point scorer? Oh, um, you go Brendan Connolly. Ah, Sam Hare it was. Sam Hare of Nottingham Park. Yeah. Yep, Sam hey. the top of the tree. Oh, yeah, I, I knew I had three in mind. <laughs> and I bet yeah. he was one of the... He was one of them, but <laughs> wasn't too sure. Never mind, we move on. I'll number start. Two. Number two, <laughs> can you name the defenceman who wore the number 44 jersey for Coventry Blaze in the season just past? Uh, Drew Schistel. Bang on, three points off and running. Well done. Mm-hmm. Okay, bonus question, number one in Euro Adventures. This is for six points. Who's the only British side to have not faced a Swedish team in the group stage in the Champions Hockey League? There's only one team that's never had to face a Swedish team in the group stage. Who is that? In the, in the CHL? Yes. Can um, you go with Nottingham? No, 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 no. Do I get that one back or is that final answer? Well, it's up to you. Do you want to take it as your final answer? <laughs> no, I don't because I just remembered. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Um, uh, Glasgow, final Something answer. No, no. You're fr- no. The correct answer is Nottingham Panthers. You should have gone with the Really? I thought they played Lulia. Uh, no, they were, in the, they were in the competition in 2017-18 when they reached the last 16 and in the groups they came up against SC Bern, TPS of Finland and Mountfield oh, <laughs> but, oh, they did, no. but you're right, they did get Lulea back in uh, Yeah, 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 that's, the, that's what I was getting mixed up yeah. with A tough one Never mind Okay, question four Keeping on the Champions Hockey League For Linda Indians, the Swedish side won it last season. How many times have they won the competition since it began in 2014? Between four and five, I think. I'm going to go with four. I'm going to go with four. You're right to go with four. Three points. Well done. Question five. In which year did Ryan Finnerty leave what was Brayhead Clan to later join Manchester Storm? Four. um, This is going to be a guess. Uh, 2013-14. No, 2015-16. Final answer? Final answer. <laughs> 2017 it was. 2017. 2017, yeah. Ryan actually joined Brayhead in 2013. Uh, right, right. Okay. Wasn't too sure on that one. Right, here we go. You might know this one. Number two in your Euro Adventures bonus category. The Cardinals have played 18 games in the Champions Hockey League in total since they first came into the competition in 2016, including wins in overtime and penalty shots. How many games have they won out of those 18 Oh, that's actually quite a tough one. Um, wins, just just outright, just yeah. Wins, whether it's reg time, like overtime, penalty shots. Yeah. How many games have they won? And it would be oh God! Um, obviously, I've only been there for one CHL competition, so um, I think we had three wins um, two at home. Oh, he's given it three. Um, I'll go with six. Five. Five. <laughs> I was five. between five and six. No, don't give me that one. No, two, two in uh, season 2017-18 and, as you say, three last season. So, yep, five in total for the Devils. Yeah. 
Okay, we move on. Number seven. Who is the newest team to have joined the NHL? So you're mixing up a bit now. Well, if we're taking Seattle in, but I don't know if they're officially... They've not, they've not started there. yet. They've not started yet. No, so Vegas. There's Vegas, correct. There we go. Another three points. Right, complete this sequence of Belfast Giants coaches from 2010. Doug Christensen, Paul Aidey, Steve Thornton, the chap I'm looking for, and then Adam Keefe. Basically, who came before Adam Keefe for Belfast Giants? Oh, so hold on. Can you say, say the question again? Right. Complete the sequence of Belfast Giants coaches from 2010. And we started with Doug Christensen. Okay, I got you. Paul got Lady, you. Got you. Steve Thornton, and then the champ before, Adam Keefe. Okay. Um, uh, he was a player, I think. He was player coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. Remember his name. I think it was Walsall or something like that. I can't remember his name. Right, give us an answer. Uh, Walsall. <laughs> I know it's not right. You know what? I'll give you a point for that. I can see where you were going with that. It's Derek Walser. Walser, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. I'll give you a point for that. You were on the yeah. right track he's there. player coach, wasn't he? He's, that's right. He's a yeah. good player. You're right. Yeah. Right, your final bonus question on Euro Adventures. This is for six points. Liam Reddix joined the Belfast Giants last season, but with which Swedish team was he a CHL runner-up? Lakers. Oh, there you go. I didn't even need to finish the question. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick one there you go and last question number 10 which NIHL National League side is Doug Shepard the head coach of Bracknell Bees Bracknell Bees there you go finish strong in the end there I'll try and bring you down the light uh, there we go just tally this up uh, 19 19 points 19 there you Not go bad. I'd like to have got a couple of those I was, I was close <laughs> on a couple the, the Cardiff one in the CHL uh, with the yeah, that, for that one might get some stick for that one from the from people. You should have went with your gut in the, the Panthers one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely. No, that's a, a good show and well done, Sam. 19, not the, not the worst score we've had, as I was telling you before. <laughs> that's good. Excellent. Did you enjoy that, Lynn? Yeah, it was great. Great. Something a bit different. Nice, nice way to finish off a Tuesday <laughs> evening. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah. so thank you so much for your time. Hopefully it won't be long before we see you and whatever team you end up with uh, back on the ice again. That's not to say it's not going to be at Cardiff. We just don't know at this moment in time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, appreciate your time and we'll c- catch up with you soon. Great. Thank you, Craig. Cheers, guys. From BritishIceHockey.co.uk This is BIH News. Let's recap on the rest of the stories from up and down the country and we start with NIHL 1 South and Andrew Cook, the D-man, has re-signed with Streatham. Dan and Brown, Grant Bartlett and Cameron Bartlett have all returned to Chelmsford Chieftains. Forward Jacob Soper has re-signed with the Slough Jets. Julian Bomelin has re-signed with MK Thunder. Netminder Christian Cole is back with Solent Devils and Henry Aiken, the defenceman, is back with Invicta Dynamos. NIHL 2 South, there's been a coaching change at Peterborough Phantoms 2 as Steve Johnson has left the club will be replaced by Jason Buckman who has also taken on the role as Slava Kulikov's assistant for the National League team as well. He told the club's website working primarily with Phantoms and Slava will be key to using all the experience I have gained in Slava's knowledge to have a positive relationship for player development in Peterborough. I know myself coming through the junior development into a senior playing environment how important it is to have a structure in place that works closely with the main team. In the SNL, Dean Walker the defenceman has returned to Murrayfield Racers and he'll be joined on the roster by young D-man Aidan Patterson who signs after playing 
signing last season for Lanarkshire Lightning and Fife Falcons. And there's two more signings at Kirkcaldy Kersos as forward Andy Finlay and utility player Graham Allen have both returned for next season as well. Over the pond in the Tier 1 level of the North American Prospects Hockey League West Coast Renegades have announced that Logan Nielsen will stay with them and continue into their under-18 side. The 17-year-old, the son of former Nottingham Panthers coach Corey Nielsen, has signed on for a third season there and he's picked up 82 points comprising of 32 goals and 50 assists in 48 games in the midget ranks last season. On the BIH website we report on Scott Arson's retirement and the story of last week's guest on the big interview, Dave Fairbrother and his walks for mental health charities. It's up there as well. All that and more on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. That's your roundup for this week. This is the BIH Show Competition Time. Firstly, thank you so much to everyone who took part in the competition we ran on last week's show in conjunction with Blindside Trading Cards. And I can exclusively reveal the winner is Chris Hallam from Ilkston in Derbyshire, who's won himself a set of Nottingham Panthers Season Stats 2019-20 cards. Well done, Chris. And I can tell you the answer to the question we set was, who is the head coach of Nottingham Panthers? It is, of course, Tim Wallace. So thank you again to everyone who took part. Commiserations to those who weren't successful. And a big thanks again to Blindside Trading Cards for their support. Incidentally, check out their website, blindsidetradingcards.co.uk, and you'll see various cards and collections from clubs such as Belfast Giants, Glasgow Clan and Nottingham Panthers from the Elite League, as well as NIHL National League clubs such as Sheffield Steel Dogs and Leeds Chiefs. You're listening to the BIH Show. B-I-H. That's your lot this week. If you listen to Scott Antcliffe and fancy having a go of Puckmaster yourself, drop us a direct message on Twitter at Brit Ice Hockey or on Facebook and register your interest to take part. We'd certainly love to have you on board. Next week we'll have another teammates, more Puckmaster and whatever else we can think of in the next few days. My thanks this week to Omar Pasha, Ross Venus, Sam Duggan and Scott Antcliffe and as always to producer Stuart Priest for his skills putting all this together. If you have any ideas about any possible features for the BIH show, please get in touch with me either on Twitter at BIH Craig or at Brit Ice Hockey or by email craig.anderson at britishicehockey.co.uk. Keep your eye on British Ice Hockey for features, news and blogs as we keep you updated throughout the summer. The website, britishicehockey.co.uk. So in the meantime, stay safe, wash your hands, maintain social distancing guidelines and be very careful when you do go out and do that. We'll have hockey back soon enough. I'm Craig Anderson. We'll talk to you soon on the BIH Show. Bye for now. Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.